what is what's up the podcast by the guy that needs to not talk about women rap back with another podcast about women rap um <laughs> to tell us it's a solid podcast and this is going to be an analysis about an album that doesn't involve contrived hackney takes that anybody could derive from just looking at the track list. I'm gonna make this a little bit more personable. I listened to an hour of Cornell West, and then I went to go look at the Metacritic reviews for Megan Thee Stallion's Good News. So I think I'm a little bit, um, uh, not not irate, but uh, a little bit up. I'm up for this one, and I hope that that shines in the quality, uh, talking wise. The quality of my voice will certainly improve because I am going to get a mic over Christmas, one half and half with my mother, uh, to get the Blue Yeti. Let me know if you like Blue Yetis in the comments or, you know, hit me up. But gonna try Blue Yeti out and maybe invest in mentally on how to use Audacity so I can improve in that too. Anyway, um... Megan Thee Stallion, good news. Uh, currently at a 93 on Metascore. Yes, 9-3. Uh, it has a 10 out of 10 on The Guardian. has a 90 on Clash Music. has an 81 on Variety. And an 80 on Enemy. Um, yes, a 93. To put that into context. <laughs> at least for this, this year alone. I, obviously, there's other albums you can compare it to. Uh, in terms of how audacious it is higher than Phoebe Bridgers which I would think one of the more acclaimed critic bait uh, artists not saying that she doesn't make good music but you know critic bait um, Run the Jewels 4 Folklore by Taylor Swift Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs the prevailing thought uh, the prevailing leader as far as hip hop album of the year you know rapidy rap album of the year if, about what four points higher than that yeah, four five points. Five points higher than that. So, uh, not great that, that that's the review we got. Um, I could obviously go on for more. I mean, it's higher than about every single Kanye album other than My, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is obviously uh, not good. Uh, <laughs> now, again, music is, is um, how do you say, uh, relative, right? It's subjective. Some there's someone out there that legitimately believes that this is one of the greatest albums they have ever heard, and that's fine. But on some level, is this project really that good? And I'm trying to pull up some of my notes here because I, I listened to it all the way through. I only interrupted it twice, which is good for me because a 17 song album that is as repetitive uh as this album is it, it, <laughs> for me to go all the way through it took a lot but I, I did do it and i'm not gonna read any of these goddamn dick eating reviews that fucking say the same bullshit about this fucking project i want to just look at <laughs> the track list real quick so i can compare this to um to my thoughts on it uh good news i like the, I like the name i like the opener too i mean the opener being a actual response to everything happening with um Tory Lanez you look at the album cover it's kind of a compilation of a uh, of um good headliners uh pro Meg headliners and is she a very empowering artist yes um even as a male I can see she's a very 
empowering artist that um, I think does a lot to help. Not necessarily, like people want to say she makes ghetto music, right? I think she helps some people that aren't necessarily ghetto. Like, if you talk about the, the slut walk category people, the Amber Roses, you know, pretty much the most promiscuous, uh, lowest common denominator. I think she does generally shoot for a higher audience that, and I think, you know, maybe even more so kind of fit that lane when she came out. You know, she appealed to a lot of nerd nerdy people. A lot of, I think she graduated college. Uh, I think she actually graduated from a school in Alabama, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, anime people. Uh, she she had a she had a lot of different audiences with when she went to Prairie View A and M. Okay, whatever. Um, I mean, you know, that, that's cool. I mean, I think she's a cool person. I think she's a very cool individual. Um, I think she's a, a hip hop historian to a certain degree. If you listen to her samples, off the top of my head, you had a Biggie sample, obviously the Easy E sample. Um, I think she covered, she even covered a, a pop, a really popular pop song on here. Let me see the track listen again. It's the one where she like says like "Bye bye baby." It, that that one I forgot. I forgot what song, like, where that's coming from, but that, that was, I like that one, that was a pop song, though, I believe that's, um, God, I gotta, I gotta figure out which one that is, it's gonna kill me if I don't, uh, I guess it's gonna have to kill me, I don't know, uh, <laughs> I can't fucking find it right now, god damn it, uh, but the fucking point is, she's a hip-hop historian, um, and she can work with a myriad of different artists. There's a song here with Popcorn that works. There's a song with Big Sean where they kind of have a good chemistry. I think she works. But I just don't understand how the fuck you can listen to this as an entire work of art. And then think, okay. In the main tenets, the main categories that where you gauge an album at. Does it succeed in all of them? No, I don't believe it does. As far as subject matter, it becomes very repetitive very quickly. And is that wrong as far as like comparing to the 99% of rappers? No. If you think of her in the, in the same lane, like a male offset or a male, I, I don't know, one of those trap individuals, Moneybag Yo, those people that she, the baby, the people she usually works with, not wrong at all. And I'll say she even is more interesting in her subject matter, song to song, than those individuals. However, still very close to them and far closer to them than. You know, I'm not gonna compare it to female artists because I know people are gonna like read into that. And like, oh, you're trying to divide women? No, I'm not trying to divide women artists. But if you're saying 93 on Metacritic, um, fucking well, T T P A B was that a 94, 95? Uh, shits on this project in any kind of possible way. Not dividing, not doing that, but just comparing it to similar rated projects. Um, Act Two got what 85 on Metacritic? Um, like. Hold on, hold on, let me, let me take it real quick. God damn it. Fucking Metacritic, man. These people are slow as a fucking dog ass. Um, <laughs> slow as dog ass, yeah. That's, that's, that's everyone. Hey, man, uh, fucking Jay Electronic for the goddamn album that came out like fucking one month ago. Fuck goddamn Metacritic. I hate this fucking piece of shit platform. Anyway, a written testimony. We'll just go with that one. It's like, what, like a 79, uh, 80? Um, I mean, like, 83 you got an 83 on i mean like is this 12 points better than that 
no. Consequence of Sounds gave this shit like a fucking like. Then they give like a ninety five. They give they give like fucking rent testimony ninety one. I mean, come on, man. come on, come on. Like thematically, it's just not better than like any other album I could think of that's that high on this fucking platform, especially in hip hop, which rarely happens for whatever reason, unless it's a goddamn female artist, which. I'm not saying it's a correlation, but uh, Invasion of Privacy. How about we look at that real quick? 84. How the fuck has anyone listened to that fucking album since 2018? How the fuck did they get an 84 in that crate? What compilation of people are they finding that say, okay, we really like fucking Bick and Head that much? We're going to give this shit a fucking 94 variety, 90 on his claim, 83. That's fucking stupid. I'm sorry. That album's like this album is deep. That album is fucking terrible. This album is decent. That album is horrible. And there's nothing again subjective. But at some level, subjectivity gets thrown when you put something up to a fucking ninety. Like this is like the most critic bait album. Not I wouldn't call it critic bait, but one of the albums that kind of got adopted as much by critics. Or so much by critics was um, "Fetch the Boat Cutters" by Fiona, Fiona Apple, the I believe the second highest rated album on Metacritic. Um, you know, by average, I mean obviously there's a lot that's at 98, but the highest rated album since MBDTF on Metacritic, and I believe it would be the highest rated album that's a new release that's come out in like the past like 10 years something like that something, something like that um which is which is you know I'm, I'm, it's a great album i don't know if it's a perfect album but it's, it's great you know it's, it's 9.5 out of 10 9.75 out of 10 is there any flaws i don't know i don't know the flaws of that album but 9.9 out of 10 whatever i don't think it's perfect I just don't, you know that's just where i'm at but this album back to good news first one you know i, I didn't go to my notes yet let's, let's go to my notes solid production she works with this guy Lil Jew, uh, for the most part on most of her, um, you know, tracks. And Lil Jew uh, does a good job. Some other collaborators, pretty big names. Uh, hell of a, hell of a beats. I think his name is Hell of a Beats, right? I know it's Hell of a, but I think the tag is Hell of a Beats or something like that. Um, something like that. All I love Hell of a. You know, uh, this is a song he did with uh, TJ Assets that I always come back to. Um, Buddha Bless, he he does a shots fired opener, which is fantastic. And the samples, the sample choices that she makes on there are very interesting. Like I I have to pull up all of them. Um, hopefully Genius has them real quick. I should have had a Shari put up. I'm sorry, but I mean all the ones I recognize. Who shot you? Who shot you? Being a reply, uh, Freddie gives a pretty funny response to that. Uh, <laughs> I think he said something like. The first song of this Meg album is Who Shot You or covers Who Shot You. Alright, niggas. <laughs> I'ma head out. Some shit like that. <laughs> I mean, that's funny as fuck. But I know some people wouldn't appreciate it. Um yeah, she covers or she covers or, or you know, kinda um is inspired by multiple tracks. Track two, Jasmine Sullivan track. Um can't see any samples off of this. Well, it actually does sample the track from Jasmine Sullivan. So that's two samples. And this is what's going to lead to one of my complaints. So this is why I'm counting these down. So, so, so far, two tracks, two samples. 
Crybaby does not have a noticeable sample from what Genius says. So two out of three. Um, track four also does not. So two out of four samples. Now this could blow, this could straight up just blow apart my point right here. And I know I could just go to like who sampled it and probably just golly straight up. You know, I'm stupid, right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I'm going to Genius. I'm looking at it. Song by song, like a goddamn caveman. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I told you, I went to Genius. I mean, I went to Who Sample. Um, the Girls in the Hood, Savage Remix. I think Savage Remix like samples Savage, right? So I mean, I don't, I don't count that one. Uh, Circles. That's two. Freaky Girls has two samples, but it's one track. So that still is just three songs that have samples. Uh, Go Crazy. Go Crazy samples ABC. I didn't even notice that. So four, and then Shots Fired is five, Sugar Baby six, Work That seven, and Outside eight. Uh, so that's eight, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, yeah. so eight, eight tracks out of a 17-song joint has samples, right? Which isn't that bad, and I guess in, in, in and of itself. Um... I just feel like it's too much. Like, I feel like, I feel like it, if you listen, it, it's hard to complain about that without you really feeling how wary it is listening to this project and then hearing, like, it feels overbearing at a point. Like, you're, like you're trying to prove that you are a hip-hop historian. And that's not a bad thing in and of itself, but it's just overbearing when it's, I mean, if you take off the two... If you take off Savage Remix and you take off Girls in the Hood, that would drop it to seven song, seven samples, but it would be, what, fucking 15? So I mean, it, would, it would still be 50%, but it's like, that would leave the constraint to like a certain point. Like I think it's like, a, obviously it opens with two straight samples, and it's like two samples in the middle, and it's like two samples towards the end. It's like, I just, I feel like it's just samples for sample sakes, even though I still like the production. Like I think it's, probably one of the more um, realistic reasons to recommend this project to somebody but okay this is what pushes this project apart from other trap related albums because other than the samples you kind of go okay solid production but not like anything crazy right but I will say she enlisted pretty consistently good individuals Buddha Bliss, Sky Storch uh, Juicy J you know she, has, she does the, the um, shut the fuck up sample uh, a couple times which is cool uh so i like that you know um but i do i do think the samples are too much uh so number two the magnum line most trap artist this is a complaint in the sense that this album i already covered it but this album should just not be getting gas like this with the thought process that we have literally no difference in most of these songs between this and like the male version, which would be like the baby, I just want to blow this fucking bitches back out. And literally, it, it becomes a. Uh, <laughs> it be, like the point is made on most of the tracks that feature a male. Um, Cry Baby. I mean, literally, they are pretty much covering each other's like same footsteps. Same thing with Go Crazy. Well, not, I'll say Go Crazy a little bit more. Go Crazy is really good. Really diverse. Big Sean. Um, verse i feel like i don't remember how much she did in there because i think big sean has had a pretty good nugget of, of, of verse in that song but um i i just think that the times where i feel like she's like different um 
really do show um don't rock me to sleep but was cool uh girls in the hood obviously you know that's this is a good song i like it i like it um i'm trying to remember which i didn't i didn't list any other ones down that i liked but there's definitely some other ones that you could feel like or this one's a really short one that kind of i think it was work that i think work that was one that was pretty short and i like the flow it was, it was a faster track i want to say i have to look that one up but i like that one i believe the intercourse was cool it was a good reprieve it kind of reminded me more of interlude than an intercourse i think i think it was kind of intentional was kind of called intercourse i mean it's a song about it's actually it actually mentions the phrase sexual intercourse in it but it felt it felt to me like a reprieve um and it's pretty much I wouldn't say in the halfway point of this album, but you know, it, you can consider that. Um, I, I like, I like, I like a few tracks on here. Um, definitely couldn't say that there's some not some good ones on here, but like this chick said uh, on KTC two, which I'm only shining her opinion because she's a female, and you know her aspect should at the, at the, the core idea of this album, uh, as far as perception goes women's outlook should matter more than a male's because this is a this is through and through an album like meant for male for women uh robbing motherfuckers uh or not robbing but running, running off on motherfuckers after you fuck them um using their money to get you set up and then you get set up and now you a boss and she even mentions you know i'm a boss i don't need blah 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 um women empowerment is a big thematic so obviously women's opinions on this should matter a lot more and I think it's unfair that at the end of the day, a male's opinion is going to be way more because more men are in these reviewing positions. Um, and it's why, like, for me, I, I wouldn't even bother. Like, you know, these fucking stuffy ass, fucking skinny brown grads, uh, Berkeley College of Music grads reviewing this fucking album. I don't, their opinion doesn't matter to me. I'm not, re- I'm not reading their reviews. It just doesn't matter to me. If you want to have. I, I don't know any women reviews on top of my head, but if you want to have one of them review this, I'm going to listen to their critiques or their bigging up with the project. That at least matters to me. But this, fucking, fucking pitch, what's pitch we're going to tell me about a woman from uh, the heart of Texas that had to, you know, get through, went to a fucking uh, HBCU. I mean, what are they going to tell me about her, her life? I just don't, I, I just don't know what I don't even know what a white female could tell me about Megan Thee Stallion. Like it's still at the end very different um, lives that they live. But I guess you could make that opinion about any album that's come out by a black person ever. But you know whatever. Fuck Variety magazine. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I think I'll end it there. If anybody wants to tell me wants to. I really want this to be a discussion. If anyone wants to tell me where I'm missing at in my analysis of this album, I don't. I feel like I'm, I'm more heavy on it in terms of how I'm, uh, I guess, disrespecting it, quote unquote, than I really mean to be. Because I think it's a seven out of ten album, um, and that's probably hard enough to give most, quote unquote, you know women you know here men down here type of you know the the city girls the the um those types of the world you know i I would um i would put meg in that general vicinity even though i know she can make music that's right field from that 
Uh, but I, I would think that right now Meg is pretty much being I, I, I really feel like herded into that direction as this quote unquote ratchet artist that I know she's that's not her that's not her as a person that's not her as, yeah I don't think she tries to be like that as an artist but that's kind of where I think the numbers and the views and the ratings are kind of carrying her uh, the Cardi B's you know that that's a lane that she's kind of being herded into and you know, I don't know. She have to, you know, put her foot down and kind of try to go in a different way if she wants to. Because at this moment, it's that's where she's at. I mean, as far as the rappy rap, no name, um, uh, God, uh, what's fuck? I can't remember that. She did uh, Lakely forty seven, Lakely forty seven. Uh, those types, you know, I, I think she's, you know, getting carried away far away from that crowd. Um, I hope that she, I hope she does do more rappy rap shit. I'm gonna review this. I'm gonna go back over this album, kind of find the ones I really liked because there were some that were very interesting outside um, that kind of did more for me uh, lyrically. But I mean, she even like brings some really interesting uh, ghost writers into this. I mean, Andre. Well, I I, I say writers. I, I don't mean to say ghost writers, but writers, collaborators, blah blah blah. Michelle, if you look at some of the credits on here, it's pretty fucking crazy. Uh, Michelle, Mark Valentine, George Clinton, um, fucking Andre Young, uh, Dr. Dre. Um, I think Eric Wright and O'Shea Jackson, uh, uh, Ice Cube, I think they're uh, credited because it's the boys in the, the hood sample. I'm guessing that's why they're credited. Uh, but really interesting even some of the solo tracks who she brings in at times uh i think she's i think she's good at what she does I and mean, i think she's a good writer i think she makes she can make good music um i just think she has to kind of you know tell 300 uh, i think it's lear cohen's uh label which <laughs> good job telling lear cohen anything but i think she has to tell him like when i'm, when I'm looking at this this listing you know if you want i look at gonna um you know people like that i think that's where she's trying to uh shock lizzie i was gonna, I was gonna compare to shock lizzie but you know i think it's like the lane they're trying to push into that the baby gonna um a little baby lane where she's just compared to the shit and that's just not well, that's not where she needs to be at but uh i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up i think it's like i said seven out of ten uh i'd like to see maybe a little bit more as far as you know, pro- progression and, and uh, really, I think she has it all in her already to put out like a a legitimately good album. Like, a, a, like a, I can't, I can't see this isn't a good album, legitimately, because it gets subjective, subjective. But I think she has a, uh, um, an ability to put out an album that is different than most of the people she's compared to, substantial, substan- substantially, substantially. Uh, I think it can be far different, in my opinion. But uh, got to do some things differently, especially subject matter-wise. All right, let me go ahead and wrap this up. Where is Anchor?